Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Kushner with the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers, a decent podcast. If you're ever betting Denver sports or Colorado sports, check it out. Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Uh, tonight, lots to talk about. The NBA All Star Game just ended. It was like a what an eight hour affair. That was kind of cool. Steph Curry is picking up the Kobe Bryant MVP award trophy, and uh, for a second there, it looked like Team LeBron was going to cover the five and a half, the six and a half. Didn't happen though. Uh, team LeBron ends up winning those 60, 163, 160, the final score over Durant's team. Hey, let's just get right into the guests. Uh, we'll go with uh, <laughs> Brian Kabrowski with um, for the win and hoops hype, among some other things. Brian is holding. Good evening. And uh, that was a hell of a show Steph Curry put on tonight, huh? I know he was having fun with it, man. And I think it was really great just to just to see like the reckless abandon that he was firing them up from. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun just to be able to see uh, somebody really going for it, especially after a fairly underwhelming performance yesterday uh, from the slam dunk contest. And I think left a lot of people kind of soured on the weekend. I think, you know, seeing Steph put on that show definitely made people probably feel a little bit better about All-Star Weekend as a whole. Yeah, because when you have the best three-point shooter in the history of the world, Shooting against nobody, of course. You know, you got a shot of going 17 to 30. Uh, go back through, and again, this is really quick trying to think about this. Have you seen a better all star game performance than what we saw out of Steph Curry? I think Davis had what, 52 points, but 50 points tonight? The 16 three pointers was just blowing my mind. You know, it's, it's to me, like ranking all star performances is a, is a, is a doesn't tough matter because. Yeah, it's just like, you know, a lot of times, at least for, for me, it kind of goes one, goes in one ear and out the next. Um, like, I know that Giannis has had some really great times, too. I think he, he missed like three shots last year, I think, and still ended up with a ton of points. But ultimately, it, it blends together. Um, and, that, I mean, you know, I think a more memorable performance for me ends up usually being in the dunk contest or the three-point contest. But... You know, obviously what, what Steph just did was outstanding and um, really, really hard to reckon. Uh, there's been too many better ones, uh, but also, you know, it's the all-star exhibition game, you know? 
It's fun. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Brian Kalbrowski for the win. Did you sit down and watch the um, seventy, the all 75-year anniversary team? I did not. I actually decided to get up and get some dinner. I saw a lot of those guys play. I'm probably a lot older than you are. But uh, did you get a chance to check that out? Any thoughts on it? Yeah, I tried to memorize the order of all 75 based off of the <laughs> delivery they gave, breaking it down in by position and everything. Um, you know, it was it, it's cool, man. I think uh for me it was it was interesting especially too because a lot of biggest guys especially the ones who are willing to really go out there um and be a part of the uh you know experience today were the ones who were kind of most interested in still being uh, a part of the public perception of the league right now right um and and for me that meant a lot more access to a lot of these guys over the course of the last however many months they've been promoting the 75th season um so I've I've done a lot more press recently with you know George Gervin or Bob Pettit or whoever it might be uh, or I mean Alex English reached out and was willing to chat about not making the list right so um, you know I think it's one of those things where uh, again fully arbitrary list but it, it matters to these people and um, so being able to kind of have a little bit more access to them uh, you know working through the league to get uh, some of these guys a little bit more of their story told again. Uh, it's been really interesting for me. So for me, it was nice to see them all in one place um, and and just kind of, uh, you know, have them have their moment a little bit. Brian Kalbrowski. So he's with Ford the win hoops hype. Where do we go from here now? The, the all-star break is done. we got a few more days to rest. I'm looking at the board here for me, the big story uh, as of now for the next few days, because I'm in Denver MVP. Jokic versus Embiid. I suppose Giannis is in there. Maybe Steph Curry, you know, pops back up and his odds go up. Talk to me right now. Who is who's your MVP at the break? And what do you see happening going forward? Yeah, so for part of this week, um, I, I surveyed everybody that uh, covers the NBA for me, uh, alongside me, rather, uh, at USA Today Sports Media Group. So all of those sites that, um, you know, kind of are under that USA Today umbrella, uh, and asked all of them, you know, that exact question, uh, as well as rookie of the year, defensive player of the year. And of course, I filled it out myself, too. Um, and, and for me, uh, Jokic is, is far and away my MVP right now, um, with uh, Embiid and Giannis and the tier just, you know, right below. Um, and then I think there's a huge drop off after those three guys. Um, but for me, it would be Jokic is the clear one. Um, you know, I think Embiid and Giannis at 2A and 2B. Uh, depending on what day it is. Um, I think obviously for, for, for narrative reasons, a lot of people are going to want to, um, you know, say that Embiid is this year's MVP and I totally get it. Um, but at the same time, like Jokic is completely outperforming what he did last year. Um, and he's also played uh, quite a bit uh, more minutes for his team uh, than Embiid has. Uh, I think that that's definitely a consideration and a factor for me. It's just, availability when it comes to mobility. Um, you know, it's one of the most important things you can give to your team and uh and has been out for for whatever reasons, right? And I think, you know, it might it might even out in the wash season continues. But uh for me right now it's definitely Jokic in that top tier. Um, you know, he's having just in my in my opinion, um a completely underratedly dominant season, uh especially considering the fact that um, you know, the Nuggets are still very much in the thick of contention. Uh, and I think when uh, you consider that uh, in relation to the injuries they've had with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr., injuries that are not his fault, 
you know, if those two guys were healthy, they'd probably be the one seed, the two seed. So uh, that's, they're not the sixth seed because of him uh, in terms of why they're lower. I mean, if anything, you know, you could make them higher. So my question would be then, did you talk to, or did you take votes from people that buy into the numbers, the advanced numbers? I guess we can say analytics. It really drives me nuts just to say that word anymore because a lot of people have a negative connotation on it and it drives me nuts. But the people you had vote, were were these the guys and the ladies that were looking at this from an advanced number or was it a mix? Well, you know, I, I surveyed 27 of our co- my coworkers. Um, and so I, I think everyone came out from a different approach. Um, you know, uh, some people, you know, I know like, for example, uh, you know, one person said that he voted for Devin Booker, um, for an MVP vote, uh, because it was the best player, best team situation. Frankly, I don't think that Devin Booker is necessarily the best player on that team. Um, but you know, that's a very different approach than the approach that I took. Um, I, I like the advanced analytics. I feel like, um, you know, a lot of the numbers to me are, are really interesting. Um, and when you look at those numbers, uh, especially when you know what they're talking about and kind of have a working definition for them, um, really paint the picture of the dominance that Embiid is, or that Jokic is having over Embiid this year. Uh, but at the same time, like, you know, you, you got to watch the games too. And, and they both do those things. Uh, what's your thoughts on Chris Paul here? He's going to be out an extended period of time. He was out for a little bit. What does that do to the sun shots? And they are still, by the way, the favorite to win the championship at four to one alongside the Warriors. Well, it definitely made their, their addition of Aaron holiday look smart. Um, I think that that was a nice pickup for them uh, to give them some stability in the backcourt over the next, however long that it's going to be. I mean, it's probably going to be the rest of the regular season. You know, I think that, uh, that's the thing with Phoenix, right? Is is they they are very deep. Uh, they've got multiple guys who who can make a big impact. I think Chris Paul is definitely their best player. Um, but you know, I think I'm really curious to see you know the ways that Cam Johnson and Campaign and you know, the rest of their role players are able to really step up, and uh, maybe we can get some uh, some bigger minutes from Landry Shamit or Alfred Payton or whoever it might be. Um, you know, to to make an impact over the next little run. So. Uh, I think that, you know, for me, when it came down to the NBA Finals predictions uh, this season, uh, my biggest issue for the Suns was always going to actually be Chris Paul's health, whatever that might mean um, in different contexts. And I'm bummed to see that uh, it's affected him, you know, already before the playoff stretches uh, in the thick of it. But uh, I also think that means that maybe he could be recovered by the time the playoffs come around. So uh, they're still going to be the team to beat uh, in a lot of ways, but. You know, it just goes to show across the board that uh, there's really not a, a dominant team to me uh, that seems to be the obvious favorite as a betting man uh, for, for who I would pick uh, to win the finals this year. Because I think, you know, if you'd asked me three days ago, I think Phoenix would have likely been that team. Uh, but especially with the chaos that's going on in the East, um, but with Chris Paul out, I, I certainly couldn't say that with a straight face. All right, we got about a minute. Who is the team then? Who is the team? We're sitting here coming out of the break. That takes it all. Well, I mean, if Draymond's able to come back uh, soon, then I would say it's got to be Golden State. Um, but otherwise, uh, I think that um, I, I think that Miami looks really good this year. So Miami's probably the team that I like. But um, you know, I think they've got the best mix of everything once they uh, get everything going. But sleeper pick that I'm going to give right now just. 
based off the way they've been playing of late is, is Boston. I really, really like their move to get Derek White. Uh, and I'm excited to see uh, how that comes together as their defense becomes um, more of a formidable threat at down the stretch. Yep, a couple guys here. VEASAN, like in Boston, too, at least through the Eastern Conference. Brian, thank you much for the time. Uh, appreciate it. Take care of yourself. Best of luck along the way. Thanks for having me. You got it. Brian Kalbrowski for the win and Hoops Hype as well. Again, Holden Kushner hanging out with you, host of the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. All right, we'll come back. I'll just set up things, tell you what's going on. We got more NBA. I want to talk a little bit more about this All-Star game and what we just saw out of Steph Curry. We'll look back at the lines, what covered, what didn't cover in this game. And a couple other guests, my buddy Spread Astaire from Run Pure Sports going to join me in about 15, uh, 20 minutes. And then Greg Peterson. Greg Peterson, uh, next hour as well, one of the best college basketball analysts in the biz. This is Bet Center on Visa, the sports betting network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. the court for your cut of the cash with the FX Snowfall Kingpin Challenge. Play free in two Fantasy Hoops contests and battle for a share of $15,000 in total cash prizes while the fight for LA rages on during the season five of FX's Snowfall. Head to DraftKings.com backslash Snowfall right now to get in on the action. Snowfall returns February 23rd on FX. Stream on Hulu. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Okay, welcome back. It is Holden Kushner right here on VEASAN, also the host of VEASAN's Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm going to talk about this a lot because I want more people listening to it. If you ever bet Colorado teams, Denver teams, or your favorite team is playing a Denver or a Colorado team, 
Well, March Madness is coming up. Maybe you want a little background on Colorado State. Maybe uh, you want to bet on or against Colorado State. If you're into football, talk a lot of Broncos, talk a lot of Nuggets. I'm going to talk about the MVP of the NBA uh, because Nikola Jokic should win it again. I'll tell you why in a little bit. A lot of college basketball. We'll get to baseball as well. And the Avalanche, the uh, the, the best team in the NHL right now. We talk a lot about, about them. Uh, Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. I got the All-Star game on behind me and uh, for some reason, or in front of me, for some reason, they're just replaying the game. Uh, it was a fun game. Let, let's talk about this thing just for a second. First of all, a bet recap. So this thing goes and ends up hitting 324 points, 324. So 163 to 161, 324. I think that's my, yeah, my math is correct on that one. Uh, 163 to 160, so 323. All right, so we got that one right. And that means if you had anything, I had what? Uh, 321, 319 and a half we saw the line at, 320 and a half, 321 and a half. Uh, I'm here and I got all the way up to like 324 and a half. It was close. You know, the margins were really close because the spread was five and a half. I think it closed at six. So if you're back in Team Durant, you won that one. If you back the over, you won that one. My two bets from this one, small wager on LeBron to win the MVP. That did not cash. Steph Curry totally deserved it. As a matter of fact, if you're going to put on that type of a performance, I'm willing to pay a quarter unit uh, to watch Steph Curry and go do what he just did. But uh, LeBron falls, the over hits. Uh, and then, you know, if, if you bet the side on this one, good luck. The books just did an amazing job. They really did. Look how close this thing hit to the total. But we'll go back to it again every single year. There's really no reason to go away from it. I'm not a huge trends guy, but there is there's something to it. It doesn't matter who the players are in the NBA All-Star game. It doesn't matter who the players are, because no matter what, the game's going over. 14 of 16 NBA All-Star games have non, now gone to the over. That's a remarkable trend. It didn't take too much thought to back the over. It's almost like you can just be dumb, hit the button, boom, over. Now, if you took the <laughs> if you took the 324, or if it got up to 325, it didn't work out for you. But if you got in a little bit earlier when the number was much more manageable, things worked out tonight. Uh, but Steph Curry, this was a really special, special performance. It was great seeing uh, Curry go off 17 out of 30 from beyond the arc. He kind of cooled off in that fourth quarter, but 17 three-pointers made. Now, my thoughts on betting LeBron, and he and it was eating a little bit of chalk. I think it closed around, it closed around plus 600. Curry was uh, 10 to 1, then it closed at 9 to 1. My thoughts on LeBron was, listen, he's going back to Cleveland, right? Kobe Bryant. It's a Kobe Bryant award. LeBron wants the Kobe Bryant award. Didn't have a great night from beyond the arc. Two of 11 did hit the game winner. So that was good for LeBron, but it was very simply Steph Curry. And then you go back. It's not like LeBron James is the only guy in the NBA that really wanted to win the Kobe Bryant trophy because Steph Curry, a diehard Kobe Bryant fan. So he went out and had a big game, 50 points tonight. Uh, as I said, you know, I discussed this last night when I was hosting Nikola Jokic, Favorite player in the NBA, best player in the NBA. Am I biased a little bit, but let's face it, uh, he should be the MVP. Guys that go with the triple-double, they just don't win this thing unless they're scoring you know, 35 points. You have to be right up there with the leading scores to win the, M the MVP award in the All-Star game. So if anybody remembers this a year from now, 
the voters aren't looking for triple doubles unless you're going like 25, 15 and 15. You have to just be remarkable. What they want is scores. So basically, Steph Curry, the show that he put on beyond three, terrific. Giannis had another big all-star game. He had 35 last year. He had 30 this year. And then on the other side, Joel Embiid had a nice game, 14 to 20. Uh, he did hit five of eight threes for 36 points tonight. So that's the wrap there. And it, it really is nice that the All-Star Weekend at least finished on a high note because <laughs> that slam dunk contest was just about as bad as it gets. I mean, you had current players, former players, just looking at the slam dunk contest. Bones Highland, he's a rookie with the Nuggets. And he came out and he goes, did these guys even practice their dunks? Do you know that last night they had 25 dunk attempts in the first round and only seven went through the hoop? Yeah, 25 dunk attempts. I mean, that that's like high school kids. <laughs> high school kids could dunk seven out of 25 times. It was an absolute joke. And you, you really start to wonder, is there any place for the slam dunk contest? I think so. I still think it is the highlight of All-Star Weekend. I personally enjoy the game more because I think the fourth quarter, what they've done with these rules to set a number, take the clock out, set a number, team needs to hit this number in the fourth quarter, and then you win. That makes it really, really, really fun. I don't want to say that they should do that in actual NBA games, but in this format, Boy, was that a blast to watch. But you go back, the skills competition, I couldn't give a damn less about it. Didn't watch it. Three-point competition, watched it. Um, and then the slam dunk competition, which was an absolute joke. And you wonder at this point, what can resuscitate the slam dunk contest? And there's two ways to do it. It's superstars participating. You know, LeBron's not participating at this point. It's just too, it, it's just too far gone. But can we please get a couple of superstars in the slam dunk contest going forward, please, please, pretty please. I mean, Obi Toppin, nice to see him for a couple of years in a row. He's a slam dunk champion, but boy, it, it was something else. I, I'm a little older than some of our viewers tonight. If you're in your 20s and your 30s, I'm older than you. I remember the days of Michael Jordan versus Dominique Wilkins, Spud Webb, uh, even more recently with Dwight Howard, Aaron Gordon. There have been some spectacular performances, but I feel like at this point, we've had so many slam dunk contests that you're going to have to do a 360 from the three-point line to really reinvent the slam dunk contest. These guys are doing the same darn thing over and over and over again. You know, the last time I saw a really, really transcendent performance in the slam dunk contest was Vince Carter when he shoved his whole arm down the, uh, down the bucket to his elbow. It was magnificent. Aaron Gordon had a nice one. Yeah, he, he had a nice win too. Zach Levine. But we need not guys that are almost going to be superstars. What we need are superstars in the slam dunk contest. We need the John Morants now that he's in the league for a little bit. That would be nice to see. Um, I mean, wouldn't it be kind of funny to see Steph Curry like just almost get there and, and dunk the basketball. I think that would actually add a lot of interest as well. So all-star weekend, it was fun. Was it profitable for me? Not as profitable as the regular season. I'll say that. I wish it was a little bit more three-point contest. Got my butt kicked tonight with the over. Hit that. The LeBron MVP just didn't work out. And, you know, in, in retrospect, I guess, because you need to learn lessons from your bets, whether you win or lose. 
That's the best advice that I can give you. Sure, there's bankroll advice and this and this stat and that stat, but just 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 go back and take a minute and look at the bet that you lost, the process that you went through as to why you made that bet and why that bet lost. And it doesn't take much time to go back and review the bets where it went over. I mean, listen, that, but you could be a dummy and just blind bet the total over. And if you got it early enough, it was going to go over. All right, I'm not going to sit here and, and break that down and say, hey, but hey, we're all smart if we hit the open. big deal. But going back in at LeBron James, again, my thoughts are he's going back to Cleveland. He wants that Kobe Bryant award. But what did I learn from this? He's not the only one that wanted the Kobe Bryant award. Steph Curry wanted it, too, and he put on a hell of a show. Okay, uh, back to spread a stare. NBA analyst for Run Pure Bets. Want to get his thoughts on this NBA All-Star weekend. And then before the end of the hour, I do need to touch on the Jawan Howard situation because uh, it wasn't a I was it a punch. Was it an open hand slap? It doesn't matter what it was. It was just a bad look for college basketball, a bad look for Jawan Howard, and a bad look for Michigan as well. So we'll get into that. A lot of college basketball to come. I'll sprinkle in a little bit of baseball next hour. I'll sprinkle in a little NFL next hour. And of course, uh, at the 15 after the second hour of the show, Greg Peterson joins me. I, I, <laughs> I am so enamored with this guy. He is immediately one of my three favorite college basketball analysts. And every morning here on VEASAN, I check out the spreadsheet and I see who he's on and I check it up against my picks. My name is Holden Kushner. This is VEASAN and this is the Sports Betting Network. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vsin.com backslash podcast and get beat in the book with Gil Alexander. Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line. Follow the money, my guys in the desert. Coast to coast hoops and more. They're all free and available right now at vcin.com backslash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back into Bet Center. My name is Holden Kushner, host of VEASAN's Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers, where all I do is talk about betting on Denver teams, Colorado teams, and, of course, the big events like the Super Bowl. We'll get into March Madness. We'll be breaking down everything. One of my favorite guests to have is Spread Astaire from Run Pure Bets. Uh, he's one of my favorite cappers out there, and he's joining us once again here on Bet Center. Spread, wonderful to talk to you once again. How about that performance by Steph Curry tonight? 17 threes, my friend. I mean, hey, and we were wondering, right, if Steph had hurt his hand, he wasn't 100%. Obviously, uh, he took this opportunity to show everyone that he was back. And, and, hey, what a performance. You couldn't have scripted it better, right? One of the few players getting booze in Cleveland, right, turns around, uh, kind of used it to fuel himself a little, and came through with the performance for the ages. It was. And listen, I talked to you about this last night. I thought LeBron was going to be – the MVP of this game. There was a lot of narrative. There was a lot of talent and he did hit the game winner, but mm -hmm. you know what? A lot of guys love Kobe Bryant. Steph Curry was one of them. And it just so happened tonight. Go back when you're the best three point shooter in the history of the game. 
and there's nobody defending you, well, maybe you got a shot to hit 17 spread. <laughs> I mean, in hindsight, it's an easy bet now. Yeah, well, and that was the thing, right? Obviously, you know, we felt that we took uh, the player that had, had the best opportunity, but we knew all it takes is one guy to get hot and, and just kind of jump out uh, to that good first quarter, and everybody's going to keep feeding him because, um, you know, as much as this is, you know, celebration of the game, these guys are having a lot of fun out there. And, and when someone gets hot the way that Steph does, uh, the other guys are getting into it too. Um, and so you could just see them feeding it and, and the whole place just building with energy and, and, you know, Northern California here, you know, I live in Sacramento Kings don't have much to talk about. So it's nice to see uh, someone from a Northern California team uh, do something well on the big stage. So let's go check out some of the odds here in the second half and taking down uh, the whole thing. The Suns and the Warriors plus 400, the Nets at plus 600. So let me say this, the Nets to me, uh, I'm not buying into it. You know, there's just changes now. It's, uh, who knows what's going on with Kyrie? Does Ben Simmons even go to Philadelphia if they play that series? So I'm not there. If the Warriors get Draymond back, they've got to be there. Chris Paul is down. I wonder, let's start there. Chris Paul is down. He'll likely miss the rest of the regular season. Does that take the Suns down a peg or two for you moving on? Or the fact that he's probably going to be back, you're still okay with him? Yeah, it's an interesting situation, and we will see uh, how the Suns react because uh, when we watched this team without Chris Paul, it was the same collection of talent, and they weren't getting it done. It took his leadership. He really helped Devin Booker develop, helped DeAndre Ayton so much fulfill his potential. Now we get a chance to see, you know, for a long extended period of time, how these guys do uh, without Chris Paul in the lineup. How much has Devin Booker learned about running a team? about slowing the pace down in the half court with less than five minutes to go when you have two baskets or more of a lead. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see here. I personally am going to downgrade them a, a tad bit. I think it's going to be tough for them. And I also think that he helps with that coach on the floor aspect. Uh, they're probably going to have to push a little harder now to maintain that number one seed in the West. And I think that is important for them to have the number one seed. So uh, I'm definitely downgrading the Suns a little bit here. Uh, and I'm interested to see with the Warriors here uh, at plus 400. Boy, they do have so much potential here. They've still got that big three of Draymond Green does come back. And I kind of like the supporting cast around them a little more. Um, you know, if you had asked me, you know, last week before we heard this injury, I would definitely say Phoenix is number one at these numbers. Uh, now I think I like Golden State a little better at the plus 400. So with the Paul injury, is there a scenario where Devin Booker just gets in fuego for the final, what is it, 30, a little less than 30 games of the season, at least gets into the MVP conversation? Or is that just such a long shot? Now, let's not even talk about it. Yeah, I think that's too much of a long shot here. Okay. Uh, it, it is a season-long award, and we talked about it last night, right? It seems like people have two guys in their mind, right? And I think Giannis is right there. And LeBron's not going to let us forget his name. So for Devin Booker, just to get hot for 30 games, I don't think that's a realistic possibility. All right. Thoughts on the Nets, the Bucks, the Sixers, the Heat, the Celtics. What's going on here in the Eastern Conference? Do you, is there a team that you like better than the rest? Or are we just going to have to wait for the playoffs to see how this thing figures itself out? Oh my. Okay. So last year, Holden, I, I was on the Bucks, but before the playoffs started, had them at, at about 10 to one. 
And, uh, you know, I ended up getting it home, but I didn't necessarily feel, you know, like victory lapping it or, or talking about, you know, boy, what a great pick that was because the series with the Nets was so close. And I think it's that series and our memory that's keeping that Nets price where it is right now, right? Because so many of us are saying, boy, if Kevin Durant doesn't step on the line, it's the Nets that probably win the title last year, right? And not the Bucks. With them being so close to who ended up being the champions of the league, I think that's what's keeping the Nets' price so high. Um, talk about the 76ers real quick. I think they're going to have problems with this little integration uh, with James Harden. I think that you know next year might be a better year for them. And, and right now, I still have trouble trusting two guys um, that have both showed fatigue issues at the end of seasons, closing out playoff games. You know, and I'm talking about Embiid, who's had some poor fourth quarter performances. And, of course, James Harden, who, you know, going against maybe the best team of all time, right, but couldn't get it done and seemed pretty tired there at the end uh, against the Warriors in those great series in 2017 and 2018. Um, then Bucks, to me now... Boy, I don't, I, I don't want to hitch my wagon to them again. But if you have me, hey, let, let's place a bet right now, right? I would have to take the Bucks. And what number did you have them at? I've seen around six and a half to one right now. What number do you have for the Bucks? Yeah, I got the Bucks at seven to one, plus seven hundred. Yeah. And, and at that number, I, I like them a lot. I like them or the Miami Heat. Um, I think Miami, you know, has done a great job flying under the radar. Uh, they do everything the championship needs team needs to do. And they're going to play such excellent defense when it comes to the playoff. They get that kind of extra boost. It's not a trade deadline acquisition, but if Victor Oladipo can come in and give them some good minutes, especially on the defensive end, that makes that roster uh, so much tougher. They also have P.J. Tucker, who I felt was a big part of the Bucks being able to win that series last season. Um, you know, P.J. Tucker on the heat right now. So uh, to me, I'm ready to cross off uh, the Sixers and the Nets. And, hey, I wouldn't be completely surprised if they do it. And, of course, you know, we get to change as we see these teams evolve. Let's see what Simmons looks like on the court. I love the idea of Simmons and Durant in the front court defensively. I think that's going to be a bear. Um, and, you know, and Harden and Embiid might just prove to be too much offensively. But right now, if I were going to attack this before, you know, the season starts back up on Thursday, I'm looking at – between the Heat and the Bucks, and who's going to win that series? Now, two years ago, uh, the Bucks, the Heat were able to beat the Bucks fairly easily. The Bucks got their revenge last year, but I don't think it's too far fetched to think that the Heat could do it again. So, I personally like the Milwaukee Bucks here. I think they give you the most value if you're going to bet it today. Um, but if for whatever reason you like the Heat, I can't necessarily argue with that pick either. All right, last one for you, spread. We got two minutes here. The Lakers play-in game. Is that what we're looking at here? Davis is hurt once again. He can't stay healthy. LeBron obviously frustrated. Lack of help there. What's your prognosis on the Los Angeles Lakers here in the second half? Yeah, I think they're the playing game, and then they're the proverbial team that no one's going to want to face in the first round because, uh, you know, we saw LeBron get it done in the playoff playing game last year uh, against the Golden State Warriors, and what a game that was. That game, to me, kind of solidified, hey, this is a good idea. Right. This is a good idea mm -hmm. from a fan's perspective, from a gambling perspective, everything. Hey, I loved it. That was some of the most fun basketball uh, that we saw for that game. And, and then, of course, the Warriors turn around and, and lose to the Grizzlies, end up in the lottery. Um, so, so kind of fortunate for them there. Uh, but I think that they're the playing game. But then what happens is if you're the Phoenix Suns or you're the Golden State Warriors, right, sitting at the one or the two seed or maybe Memphis sticks in there. 
do you really want to go against LeBron James in the first round, or would you rather go against right like Luca or one of these guys that that might be pretty good but hasn't necessarily got it done yet? We know that LeBron understands the playoff atmosphere. He understands what it takes to get done, and he's shown this season he can carry this team as many flaws as it has as ill-constructed, if that's even the proper term, right, is not well-constructed as it has been, he can still carry this team. I think that they do win the playing game, and then they become the team that nobody wants to face. Will they probably exit in the first round? Yes, because whoever they meet, the Sons of the Warriors, is just going to be too well-oiled machine at that point. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I think it's going to be a tougher series than uh, people are thinking right now. Spread a stare, run pure bets. Always good catching up, my friend. We'll talk again soon. Next on Bet Center, I'm going to talk some Jawan Howard on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN has a great new offer that can only be described as madness. You get VSIN all access to everything we do from now through the college basketball championship on April 4th for only $29. Sign up now, get our daily best bets emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to vcin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every single game. This deal only happens once a year, so don't miss out. Visit vcin.com backslash madness to sign up today. Okay, Holden Kushner hanging out with you here, uh, host of VEASAN's Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. Check it out if you get a second, if you're into sports betting, and uh, if you got any interest in betting a team from Colorado, whether it be Denver or any of the college teams out here. Speaking of college, though, ay ay ay, did you see what happened today? Did you hear what happened today with Jawan Howard? Uh, before we get to 
uh, if you're watching on video or if you're going to listen to what the CBS announcers had to say, let me just set this up here. So late in the game, late in the game, Wisconsin's playing really well. And you've got Wisconsin almost having a 10-second violation in the backcourt. Now, Michigan was pressing. And guard, they're, they're Greg Guard, the head coach of the Badgers, decided, hey, let's call a timeout. And then Jawan Howard apparently didn't like that. There were some words in the handshake line, and this is how things played out. Jawan Howard in the handshake line. In the line. Interesting finish here. 77. Oh, see, and they're going at it. Oh, yeah. Howard and Guard are not happy right now. As the two of them continue to have words, we told you Jawan Howard was not happy about that timeout. Yo, and Jawan Howard just threw a right hand. And now we got a scrum. We have a scrum in Madison. Players are pushing and shoving. This is an ugly scene. This is an ugly scene. Oh, my God. the timeout by Greg Gard. Now, that's not an excuse for this, but that is what angered Juwan Howard, and it spilled over into this. And you saw Howard and Greg Gard nose to nose. So 15 seconds left, Gard calls the timeout, and that's after his reserves had a couple of quick turnovers because Michigan was pressing. So Jawan Howard got upset. Big deal, right? So guard in the post-game press conference, he said he took the timeout because an official told him that they would get a new 10 seconds if he took the timeout so they could get the ball across half court. I know that they were, you know, the game was already done. But still, you, know, you, you want to correct things. You're a head coach. Wisconsin's going to the tournament, looking good. Uh, Wisconsin had four seconds left to get the ball across the court, so guard took the timeout. Listen, is it, is it against, I guess, the, the old rules? Would it be considered Bush League to call the timeout? I think some people would, but for it to get to the point to where it was, it just went way too far. Way too far, okay? Um, so Howard, yes, he told guard. That's that was a moment that he, quote unquote, would remember taking the time out. OK, he's going to remember that in the future. We'll see. Hey, he's, he's going to have to remember a lot more than that. He's going to have to remember the punishment that's coming down on him. So uh, Howard goes on to say this in his postgame press conference. I thought it was unnecessary at the moment, especially being a large lead. I thought that wasn't fair to our guys. OK, whatever. It wasn't a press. So guard saying that he pressed. Howard saying it wasn't a press. It was just pressure defense man-to-man. Like, what the hell is the difference? In a blowout game, I get there is a difference. There's a difference between full-court press and pressure defense man-to-man. But at the end of a game where nothing is really on the line, come on, Jawan. Come on. That, that's garbage. Um, that was the first thing. Uh, also, as far as guard goes, Howard had this to say. I think it was uncalled for for him to touch me as we were communicating with one another. That's what escalated it. And at that point, I felt it was time to protect myself. That's BS. Jawan Howard was not being physically threatened at the time. He didn't have to protect himself. Do I think guard was in the wrong? Yeah. I mean, he, he 
Guard, if guard goes up to Howard and does not continue the conversation, Howard wanted to walk by him, and he wasn't really able to. So then things started as- escalating. Now, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I still think Red Guard deserves a, a suspension, a game suspension. He was a part of this. He escalated it. Now, as far as, as Howard saying, well, he touched me, there's videos, plenty of videos out there. Those two guys have done fist pumps. They've talked with each other. They put their arms around each other. You know, the, the fact that he touched him, the problem for Howard is he just wasn't happy in the moment that he did that. So uh, I, here, here's my ultimate thoughts. You got to suspend Howard for the rest of the regular season, five games. You'll hear, oh, we need to fire him. Fire Juwan Howard. Unacceptable. He threw a punch. Now, does it matter ultimately if the hand was clinched or it was open? It was a slap. It was Joe Krabenhoft the Wisconsin assistant that ended up getting hit there. And that's the big issue because he did end up throwing a punch. I don't care if it's a slap or a punch. He threw a punch. You just don't do that on so many levels. And we know it. Everybody knows it's wrong. A five-game suspension, I think, is worthy. Get, Get him out of there for the rest of the regular season. We'll see if Michigan, what they can do. There's no way they're going to the tournament unless they run through the conference tournament, the Big Ten tournament. Uh, and the crowd at Wisconsin, it was so cool. If you, <laughs> it actually was a really good chant. They're going NIT, NIT toward Michigan. So again, everybody wants to cancel everybody these days. It's a really bad look. There is no doubt about it, especially it's college athletics. Now I'm not dumb enough to think that this isn't just big business. We all know college athletics is a big business. It is, but this is bad for business. Because no matter what, we still have this imagination that there's supposed to be this professionalism and sportsmanship in college basketball. Whether there's, they're not, it really doesn't matter at this point. The only thing that matters is Howard threw the punch. He deserves to sit for the rest of the regular season, in my estimation. You want to bring him back for the, for the conference tournament? Fine. You don't want to? Fine. But to fire this guy? Because he got upset in one really intense moment. I, I'm not buying it. That's ju- that's just not me, though. You know, I'm not into just ending guys, firing people because they had one really bad moment. It was bad. And Jawan Howard, pro- I think he does. He needs to be, I, I don't want to say he didn't take responsibility for it, but he needs to take a little bit more responsibility for it. You know, they asked him what happened, and he put a lot of the blame on guard. Well, guard did have something to do with this. He did touch him. He did not want Howard to go past him. He wanted to, I don't want to say a, confront, a confrontation, but it was a little bit of a confrontation. But ultimately, Jawan Howard is at fault. You know, if, if we're looking at a car accident, who's at fault here? Well, I mean, maybe Greg Gard swerved a little bit, but Jawan Howard's the guy that hit him, okay? And Jawan Howard deserves a big-time uh, penalty. And I think five games would be enough for the rest of the regular season. Uh, that's one side of things. The second side of thing is the Badgers are now 21-5, and five, and they're 12-4 and four in the Big Ten. They were swept by Michigan last year, and they're tied for first place with Purdue and Illinois. So the Big Ten is looking kind of sexy right now. Am I supposed to talk about the odds? Can I talk about the futures here in the Big Ten since we're having this highly emotional debate, this highly emotional debate, how Jawan Howard should be fired because he threw a punch? No, absolutely not. 
And as far as the conference goes, I do like Wisconsin and Purdue. I think these are the two teams. Obviously, they're the chalk, but those are the two teams that really interest me. And uh, lastly on this, lastly on this, Jawan Howard did a fine job last year. This year, the team has come back down to earth. I do wonder how much frustration from his team's performance, not just today, but this season, how much of that frustration really he took out today. Um, if I'm a Michigan fan and I see Wisconsin calling a timeout late, I'm not very happy. If I'm Jawan Howard and I'm getting my butt kicked again in the conference, well, I'm not very happy. Don't fire the guy. Let's not do that. Let's take it slow. Fine him. Five games. Don't pay him for the five games. Move on. And Greg Gard deserves a game for himself because he did have a role in this. Okay, that was just a little bit of college basketball before the top of the hour. We are going to talk with Greg Peterson, VEASAN's college basketball analyst, our, our big analyst. I love, I love talking with Peterson. The dude is a machine. I think he sleeps like three hours a week, too. So he's coming up in about 20 minutes. I've got some more college basketball thoughts next. My name is Holden Kushner again with the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. And I appreciate you checking me out here on Bet Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 